You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and on today's episode, I'm examining one concept or word that you encounter often when considering personal development and an uncommon life, and that is the idea of legacy. You hear people say things like, I want to leave a legacy either for themselves to be remembered or something left to the next generation to carry on, but what do we mean when we talk about legacy? Here are a couple definitions that I found. On the World Wide Web, the first is an amount of money or property left to someone in a will. This is likely what comes to mind for the majority of people when you think of legacy. But another definition of legacy is the long-lasting impact of a person's life. And I believe it's this type of legacy that most people who are choosing to live an uncommon life are aspiring to leave behind. Now, not to put a damper on the mood, but the reality is that we have a finite time on this planet. We get a few decades of life to try to leave this world a bit better than we found it. And when I think of legacy, it really comes down to the question of, what do I want my loved ones to say about me at my funeral? Another question is, how do I want my life to continue to impact my loved ones once I'm gone? And these are two very important questions worth pondering. And in case you don't feel a sense of urgency here, you also need to realize that none of us are promised tomorrow. James chapter 4 gives us a sobering warning when it comes to boasting about our time on earth. It says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make a profit. You, d- you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. And the psalmist also writes in Psalm 39.5, You have made my days as handbreadths and my lifetime as nothing before you truly each man at his best exist but as a breath so the reality is our lives are fleeting and how we spend each day and think about our legacy is of the highest importance when you're young you tend to think that you have all the time in the world so you can get serious about legacy later in life but again you're not promised tomorrow every day tragedy strikes People get terminal diagnosis, people get in car accidents and just have, you know, their lives cut short. And I really don't like using scare tactics as a motivator. So maybe let's think of it in this way instead. Let's say you knew you had one year left to live, 365 days on planet Earth. My guess is that most of us would get very serious and hyper-focused on the things that truly matter. You know, your relationships with your spouse and your kids. What are those unchecked bucket list adventures and achievements? The message and mission of your life and sharing it with as many people as possible. I think most of us would be much more intentional with communicating and showing our loved ones every day how much we truly care about them. You know, what would you do differently? Would you create a video diary that your wife and kids could watch for the rest of their lives? 
Would you start a podcast? Would you write that book, start that business, create that charitable trust? What would you really determine would be the thing you would need to do with that last year of your life? And I think that brings us to the topic of today's show, which is the legacy letter. So what if preserving your legacy was as simple as writing a heartfelt letter? Today, I want to talk about the purpose of a legacy letter. What is it? And I want to provide you with a simple framework to take action and and write your own letters. While there are many different individuals out there promoting their own brand of the legacy letter, my understanding is that the purpose of the legacy letter is primarily twofold. The first part is to reflect on your own life experience and impart any knowledge, wisdom, or life lessons. And the second part is to express your love and gratitude for the recipient of that letter. Real quick, what the legacy letter is not, it is not a memoir. So memoirs or autobiographies are longer documents that really chronicle a person's life and philosophy. A legacy letter should be at most a couple of pages. It's also not a legal document. So a legacy letter, also known as an ethical will, it doesn't have any legal precedent. As a result, you don't have to include it with your will and testament, although you might choose to. An obvious question that I think is going to come to a lot of people's mind on this topic is, I'm not a writer. Like, Do I have to be a, a great writer to craft a legacy letter? And the simple answer is no, you don't. Just write from the heart. So don't worry about using formal language or perfect punctuation. Just write how you would talk to that specific person. And the power of the legacy letter, while I personally have not yet finished my letters or given them to anyone, I can personally attest to the power of receiving a handwritten, well-thought-out letter from a loved one. In fact, this is a crucial component of the leadership retreats that we take men on, as we have their spouses collect letters from loved ones ahead of time. And then we give the men their letters on a retreat. So these letters are from their kids, their parents, friends, whoever are the most important people in their lives. And this really has a positive emotional impact on the men. And I've personally received letters from my wife, my brother, my dad, my brother-in-law. And these letters are things that I cherish and and will always save. And I, um, I've gone back to them from time to time, uh, just for encouragement. It's, it's super powerful to be affirmed by the people that, that matter most to you in life. And you can, you can be that for somebody else, which is, is the power here. Something about writing a letter gives you license to thoughtfully reflect and purposefully articulate your love and appreciation for someone. I really think you're able to say things that may be difficult or just escape you in person. So the next question is, who should you write your letters to? Again, simple. the answer is simple. It's just anyone you choose. Like, Who are the most important people in your life? I don't think you want to necessarily write 10 or 20 of these, but would you write two, three, four, five, you know, ask yourself this question. Who do I not want to depart from this life without fully expressing my love and appreciation for? Typically, the letters are prioritized to one's spouse and and any kids you might have. But certainly, you could write your letters to parents, siblings, friends, a mentor. I mean, I guess if you have a pretty formative relationship with your local butcher, you could could write him one or her one. Uh, But whoever has left an indelible mark on your life, will likely value a legacy letter. And my personal plan is to write letters to my wife, Victoria, and our two boys, Eamon and George. Our boys are young. They're three and three and a half and, and almost two. 
So I likely will not give our boys their letters uh, anytime soon. Those will be things that I hold on to and maybe even uh, edit and change over the years until I feel they're at the the appropriate age to to receive it and appreciate it. And down the road, I may choose to write letters to my mom and dad as well as my younger brother and sister and maybe any really close friends. So it can change and evolve over time. What are some ideas of important topics you would want to address in your letter? For the sake of today's episode, and because I'm a follower of Christ, I'm going to include faith as an important component for the legacy letter. I'm also going to be referring to the person you're writing to as the recipient. To give you a general outline of what you can include, and we'll have a template that you can download for free. Uh, The link to that will be in the show notes of this episode, so you can go to our website and get that. But the first part would just be how you would open really any letter. It'd be a greeting. And with this letter in particular, you'd want to probably include some type of opening explanation. So say hello, write how you would speak to this individual, explain to them the purpose of this letter and why you've chosen to write to them specifically. Maybe highlight a couple points of what really sets your relationship with them apart from others in your life. The second part would be to share your brief testimony. Again, so if you're a person of faith, um, as I'm a believer in Christ, uh, you know, my testimony is really the most important part of my legacy. You may want to touch on how you came to faith in Jesus. Uh, How has God shown himself faithful to you over the course of your life? What encouragement do you want to provide the recipient in regards to their faith walk? If they're not a believer, what appeal would you want to leave them with in terms of coming to know Christ and surrendering their life to him? Remember, it really doesn't matter what legacy you leave a loved one in this life if you don't get to spend eternity with them in heaven. Let me say that one more time. It doesn't really matter what legacy you leave a loved one in this life, whether that's money or a business or even values, if you don't get to see them in eternity in heaven. So that was part two, share your brief testimony. Part three, share some highlights from your life that made you who you are. What life experiences gave you wisdom, insights, and your worldview? What were the major milestones or turning points that determined the trajectory of your life? Could have been uh, victories as well as defeats and just how you persevered. What are some of your most favorite memories? Include some specific memories with this particular uh, recipient. What major mistakes did you make? How did you learn and grow from them? Share the life-defining lessons you've learned over the accolades you've earned. So we really want to have an emphasis on how your character has developed over just the achievements that you've, you've stacked up. And then what are your core values? We talk about that a lot on this show. Why are they important in defining who you are as a person? So that was sharing highlights from your life that have made you who you are. The fourth component would be express your gratitude. What are you most thankful for in life? What are the relationships you're grateful for? Who has helped you become the person you are today? What gratitude do you feel specifically towards this recipient? You can talk about your marriage, parenting, friendships, any any formative relationships that you're thankful for. And then what are the experiences you're grateful for? What trips did you get to go on? What vacations what seasons of life, just what are the experiences that as you look back on your life, you're most thankful for? What achievements are you most grateful for? Um, We want to put a higher premium on 
our character and our values and just like the achievements. But I do think it is worth touching on and, and do it with humility and, and ultimately like highlight those achievements and, and glorify God in that. And then what are the trials that you're most thankful for? Especially if you're a person of faith that like you can look back in hindsight and just be grateful for the way that God has refined your faith and matured you because of the trials he's allowed you to go through and over your life that you're most thankful for. So that's the fourth section, express your gratitude. The fifth would be share honestly about any regrets or maybe even making amends uh, to this person. So one challenge you may run into when when writing your letters or determining who you're going to write to would be thinking of someone that maybe you have a strained relationship with. That might be a child, a parent, a friend, whoever. I believe this is all the more reason for you to write them a legacy letter. While you can't control how the recipient will react or respond, like you are responsible for your personal role in reconciliation. In Matthew 5, Jesus talks about the importance of being reconciled with our brothers as a precursor to our fellowship with God. And he gives the example of someone who is bringing an offering to God's altar, and they remember that their brother has something against them. And Jesus calls that person to leave their gift at the altar, go reconcile to their brother, and then return and offer their gift. And I believe that writing a legacy letter to someone who has something against you, or maybe you've had a falling out, I think that's an act of obedience to Christ's call for reconciliation. Some other things you might touch on in this section would be, what are some ways you may have failed to live up to your core values? Is there anything you did or didn't do that may have hurt or disappointed this recipient? In what ways do you wish you could have shown up better in this relationship? And what have you learned from your mistakes? I think just being honest about our flaws is very uncommon and that's a refreshing thing that takes humility um, but it, it it demonstrates authenticity and I think anyone who would receive a letter where you're honest about your flaws and your failures that's going to mean a lot to them they're really going to respect that as a gesture and then the final section is just your farewell and blessings so <clears throat> what do you specifically love and appreciate most about this recipient what are the qualities or values you've seen them demonstrate in their own lives and how can you affirm them? What are you most proud of them for? What do you most admire about them? Why do you believe in them? And what vision do you even have for their life? Like what, what are the things you feel like they're capable of and how can you speak life into their dreams and aspirations? What encouragement or advice do you want to impart to them? I think using words like it's my wish or I hope as opposed to like, you need to do this, making commands, um, is a, that's a better approach. And then how do you want them to remember you and carry on your legacy? Is there a Bible verse or a prayer that you would want to uh, leave in this part as well? So those are the six sections. And I realize that starting your letter might seem daunting, so I'll give you a couple tips to help you get started. The first is just start by writing one sentence for each of the six sections. So you can think of these sentences as like a heading. For example, section two is share your brief testimony. Obviously, there's a lot of details that there are a lot of details that go into any given testimony, but you really want to be concise and only highlight the important points. So for me, my one sentence for my testimony might be, while I was raised in a Christian home, I came to know Christ as my savior in college following a breakup. 
and then I can go from that and use the other bullet points to really fill in the, the details. The second tip is write a couple of drafts and hone your letter. I believe it was a French philosopher, Voltaire, who said, perfect is the enemy of good. There's no such thing as a perfect legacy letter. My tip here is for you to write a couple drafts of your letter, read it out loud each time to ensure that it sounds like your voice, and then make any edits that you feel is necessary. Mix up your writing routine. You know, Spend some time brainstorming ideas. You might reflect on all your memories with that recipient, the good, the bad, and in between, and then choose the ones that you really want to include in your letter. Take breaks. Come back when you're feeling refreshed and, and focused. It's likely that you're probably not going to just sit down in one fell swoop and, and write this whole thing out. You might if you're feeling inspired, but there's no harm in setting it aside, leaving for a couple hours or even a day or so, and then come back to it. And then don't approach this as an assignment of something that you are obligated to do, but rather approach it as a fun exercise in which you get to take time to truly appreciate and reflect on a relationship that God has blessed you with. So even before you write, you know, spend at least an hour just thinking about this person and and again, making some notes, doing some brainstorming. You don't have to just sit down and write it out completely. Just take some time to really reflect on on this person and, and all of these questions. So there you have it. That's your template for crafting your legacy letter. Certainly there are many experts out there whom you could pay for a workshop or a course. I just don't think that's necessary. Just about everything is monetized these days, but I don't agree that that should always be the case. So if you'd like my free template again, that's going to cover everything that I've, I've gone over in this episode. You can just click the link um, down below and uh, yeah, we'll send that swiftly to your email. So whether you use my template or another free one online, just make sure that you take action. Again, we always want to come back to learning a little bit and doing a little bit. So it's, it's not going to do you any good really if you listen to this show or any show for that matter that is giving you tips and and actionable content and then you just don't implement anything so maybe your first step is just write your list of maybe two to four people that you want to write letters to and if you write one letter a month which is plenty of time to write one letter then you'll have it done in a couple months and as far as when to give the letter to the person my personal feeling is that sooner is better than later course i mentioned with my children like if your kids are young they can't read or really comprehend you're probably going to want to wait till they're a little bit older you could get a little creative with it a little intentional give it to their kid your kid on their 18th birthday maybe when they're going off to college or whatever they're doing you could give it to your spouse on your next wedding anniversary i can't think of really a better gift that you could give or leave it with your will and testament for um, your loved ones to receive upon your passing The bottom line is these are your relationships, so only you can discern and determine when the best time is to leave them their letters. Just know this, by taking time and taking the action to write your letters, you are taking a huge first step towards cementing your legacy, and that, my friend, is uncommon. That's what we're all about, so I want to thank you for listening. Again, I'm your host, Ryan. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review, and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.